What's going on, everybody? I'm Rylan, and I'm here with Gabe. This is the Funny and Virtue podcast. Today, we're going to be covering kindness and temperance. So, um, yeah, let's get it started. So, um, in this podcast, we're kind of going to be talking about why the virtues we're talking about are the most necessary to find the good life or most necessary to have a good life in Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to be covering kindness, and um, when I think about that, you know, I just want to clarify, and it's kind of a quote from um, um, On Reading Well by uh, Karen Pryor. It's like a lot of people think that it's just um, mere um, niceness, you know what I mean? But what people got to understand is kindness is actually like the drive that makes you do good for others, even if it's not what they want, don't want you to hear, like even if it's what they don't want to hear, you know what I mean? So when you're doing something kind for somebody, like it might not be what they want for themselves, but you've got to act what's in their own interest. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I can. I kind of remember from that chapter of the book, it kind of said, kindness isn't always nice, which just means like it, like if you want to be kind, it's not always going to be the nice thing to do. Like helping someone out or telling them like the truth that could be hard for someone to understand or really take in. Yeah, like I've had uh, some experiences with friends where like they might feel like they're like, you know, they love this situation or like relationship they're in, you know what I mean? But it's like in all reality, anyone from the outside, like they would look at that and be like, no, that like it's toxic, you know what I mean? Like maybe what they're doing or who they're hanging out with, like maybe they aren't the best fit for them. They're like so addicted for it, like all they like they think they need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes it's just better to like step back and like it might sacrifice some stuff in the long run, or like in the short run, I guess. In the long run, usually it comes around, but um, sometimes you just got to be honest with people, and it's like not everything that you think is helping you out is honestly helping you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's um, there's a couple examples in the Bible of kindness, mm-hmm. like um, one that kind of came to mind when I thought of kindness was the Good Samaritan woman. Okay was she came up to Jesus at the watering hole and she was kind of an outcast in her town, you know? Yeah. And so she would come during the hottest time of the day when no one was ever at the watering hole, mm-hmm. but Jesus just so happened to be there. And he kind of like, he talked to this woman who like, who was a Samaritan who they weren't really good friends, you know, with Jews and everything. Yeah. So she was really confused on why this Jewish man was kind of talking to her. Mm-hmm. And um, he just really showed her kindness when he show, showed her his love of how, like, he can give, like, the scripture says he gives living water, then you'll never run thirsty. And it just shows, like, how much Jesus cared for that woman that he was able to explain to her that, like, co- committing her life to Christ was yeah. something that could really just change her life. Yeah, and you know, um, people, like, I get what you're saying, like, with the Good Samaritan, like, how she was honestly shocked, and, like, people have to realize that, like, and again, another quote from the book, but, um, like, kindness isn't natural to most of us. Like, it's a virtue that's not really, like, talked about or taught in the right way, you know what I mean? Like, usually, like, people focus on niceness, you know, like, oh, always be nice, like, some kindergarten stuff, but, like, in the real world, like, the real virtue of kindness, like, true to the definition, like, no one's really taught that, you know what I mean? Like, they don't like, there's not like a sit-down talk in high school where people talk about it. You know, like, most of that, like, most of the virtues and everything are pretty much dumped out, and that's why we're lucky in our period, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, one of the best ways I like to think about kindness is, like, in a family, you know what I mean? Because, like, a family, like, 
when you're especially when you're growing up they'll punish you and all that you know what i mean like it's all because they love you though like they don't want you to give into bad habits and other stuff like they don't want they want you to end up good in life you know they want you to end up in the good life you know what i mean got the prompt we're talking about yeah but um in the book even uh, it states again in uh on reading well by karen Pryor on page 209 it states kindness must include all the varieties of ways that family members show love for one another through the entire range of circumstances, conditions, and situations they find themselves in. So they, pretty much what I just said, exactly how a family would act, you know? Like, you're going to love each other, you're going to punish each other. Like, you guys are going to have, like, a quote-unquote love-hate relationship. Obviously, you guys just love each other, but, like, sometimes love and, like, kindness will almost come across as being mean because, like, you need to, you need, especially early on in the early stages, you really need to shape how the people you care about are growing up. You know what I mean? Like you have to, um, you have to make sure they're not giving in to things that are bad for them. You just want the best for them in life. So you're gonna maybe block out some stuff that they shouldn't have access to. You're gonna pretty much just focus on all the good stuff, teach them all that, and then obviously with the bad stuff, just kind of knock it out of there. You know yeah, I mean? and it kind of just ties back to that idea of kindness isn't always nice because you know your family. They're going to do the kind things for you. They're going to tell you, oh, you shouldn't be in this relationship because it's toxic. Yeah. Like your family, like you don't always think your family's nice to you, but they're always kind to you. Of course. In almost every situation. Yeah, like it's funny. Like sometimes I'll go, uh, I'll go back after like an argument with my mom or something. I'll be like, dude, she's so mean. Like, what is she talking about? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then like maybe like 30 minutes later when I'm cooled off, I'll be like, Okay, maybe I was in the wrong this time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, obviously, like, they're not always right. Like, we can admit that now. But, like, it's like a lot of the times that I used to get mad at my mom or something, like, when I was little, it's like, you just come back and you'd be like, okay, this makes sense now, you know? Like, n now I understand why she doesn't want me to play online, you know, when I was, like, 11. Like, at the time, like, I was a kid, it's like, why you know what i mean like what's the dangers and now it's like you have all these people <laughs> saying appropriate things yeah, and it's like you just shouldn't have that you know you should you should have that censorship as a kid you shouldn't yeah. have access to any of that and i'm uh, sorry kind of going back i kind of skipped over this earlier but um uh there's this quote from this book it's called the people we keep by allison larkin and the quote that i like is it's so weird the way that even the most ordinary looking people can hide things and the reason i like this quote and i think it ties in is because like there's a huge emphasis on no matter like how small the deed of kindness you do you know what i mean like it still means a lot to somebody and that's the issue is that like you're never gonna know what people are actually gonna go through like what they're going through in life like i have a buddy right now who's going through a lot of stuff and like i'm not even gonna lie like sometimes like he's like hey like i need to spend the night at your house or something and i'm just like really like i got so much homework you know what i mean and he's kind of like he's He's definitely a hyper friend, you know what I mean? So, like, I know that I'm not going to get the homework done one night or something, but, you know, it's just, like, even if it, like, might, like, affect me in some way, like, I, he's I've, he's been my friend for day one, you know what I mean? I got to make sure he's taken care of, so I'm willing to sacrifice myself for him because I know that he's going through a lot, and right now he really needs the help, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a situation like that where, like, you've had a friend who's going through something and, like, you might have to sacrifice something for yourself to help them out? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've been in that situation, too, before where I've had to ask for help, and you you don't really understand who your real friends are until you ask for help and they show you that kindness. Yeah. 
But yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's like, and also like just asking the help. Like, it really like people should take it almost as like um, sorry, people should take it almost as like a um, kind of like a signal that they like that friend cares about you because it's not easy to reach out for help nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are so protected and all that. Like they think so much of themselves. Everyone's so. No, I don't want to say egotistical, uh, egotistical, because quite frankly, everybody's not egotistical. You know what I mean? But like sometimes it's just like hard to open up, especially as a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like nowadays, like especially like guys, like you were saying, they're always so afraid because you know they never know like if they'll be seen as like like lower than any other guy because they're showing weakness and yeah. all that. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think we're kind of wrapping up on uh, kindness, but just uh, real quick before we finish up, Gabe, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, no, not really, but I really want to talk about the next virtue, um, temperance. All right, for sure. Let's get into it. Um, so in this book on reading well by uh, Karen Swallow or uh, Karen Swallow Pryor, it like it kind of defines temperance for us. It's um, the virtue that inclines us to desire and enjoy pleasure well. Hmm. And, like, temperance is really just, like, the one virtue that's overlooked by everyone because they don't realize they need it in certain situations. 100%. It's, it, like, also I've, I've seen it defined as, like, the virtue that helps you change your bad habits into good ones, you know? Yeah. And it keeps you, you know, just it keeps you going in a good manner, like – practicing temperance from sexual immorality or practicing temperance from maybe a substance you're addicted from and changing those old addictions into new good habits like for instance if you're like addicted to a substance one thing that a lot of people do what they replace it with is like a a sport or like going to the gym a lot and it really just shows that they're able to turn like those like urges to go and do those things into something good and beneficial for themselves. Yeah, and also like adding on, like I've seen a lot of people actually um, get off these substances by turning to religion. Like say like God or something, like I've seen people over, not overnight, but maybe in like a span of like a month or so, like totally their whole personality has changed. Like, yeah, they may have been like, not like, like, let's just say they didn't have a lot of temperance in their life, you know, like, m- their morals weren't necessarily correct, you know, like, they kind of feel like, um, they kind of feel like their, um, what I'm trying to say, their intrusive thoughts were kind of pulling them around, you know, like, it didn't seem like they had a lot of control in their life, and so when they turned to God, they started reading the gospel and all that, I've seen, like, total personality changes, like, even, even when it comes to, like, smaller, minute things, like, even just, like, swearing. I've seen people go from like cursing like a sailor to like clean mouth in a month or so. Like it's difficult, dude. Like even like it's not like it's not like just temperance, like refrain. Like dude, it becomes a habit where it just like comes out automatically. You know what I mean? And so just like refraining from that, it can be tough, dude. And there's so many ways to cope with it, but like no matter which way you choose, like there's definitely not like an easy path down it. You know, I really like about that whole thing, how people practice temperance with religion. And it kind of really just applies to me because I remember beginning of this year, I was on a church retreat and it was kind of a spiritual experience for me. 
because I had been addicted to nicotine for a couple of months at the time, and it continued after this trip, but um, it kind of just changed my life because there were other things in my life that I was addicted to that kind of just stopped from there on out after that and like kind of just replaced those old addictions with the new habits I had with reading my Bible in the morning, listening to like Christian podcasts or listening to worship music in the car. And it changed my life for the better in a way. And it just, it made me happier in general. 100%, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a vessel of kindness in a way could be guiding your friends and helping them practice temperance because you're just helping them from this old way of bad habits into this new way of good habits and good practices in their life. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So it's kind of like one person being kind can be like the gateway through like somebody who might be struggling with some prior habits. Like, And then uh, one thing I want to talk about when it talks in the, uh, sorry, just going back to the point, uh, tying in temperance and kindness, it's a, uh, I think one of the biggest factors or things that could help would be a relationship. Because when you think about it, like, when you have that person that you know is constantly going to want the best for you, right? Like, they won't let you slip up when you're trying to, like, kind of um, repent or stay away from a certain someone or something. You know, maybe it's an activity. Maybe it's a person or whatever. But, um, like, that person, you know, relationships, it's, like, it's a complicated thing, especially when you're young. But, like, when you really get into, like, the meaningful side of them you know not just like the fake like middle school thing that people like to call a relationship when you get into the real like deep meaning and you get like someone who really actually cares or even loves for you it's like that person will not stop trying until they see you at your best you know well at least if they actually care for you that is it's like people that actually love and care about you will go to lengths of insanity just to make sure that you're like pure at heart and honestly live in a good life you know what I mean yeah but at the same time I kind of feel like some people have to practice temperance from a relationship oh, 100% like speaking from experience in a way like if you are just so addicted to this person and the feeling they give you when you're with them you're going to need to practice temperance from being with them because you know you could be spending like all your time with them every minute every day and then you're away from them for like one day and you feel like you miss them so much. But that's really just because you're so addicted to the feeling they give you that when you're with them, that it's just almost like a drug to you. 100%. And actually, that even applies to it too because like, again, I had a friend, I had a friend who was addicted to a relationship and he wasn't aware of it, you know? But it's like, it, you go through a pattern, you know? It's like, oh, one week passes, I have this girlfriend. Like, a month passes, I have another girlfriend, you know? And you're like, dude, like, there's no way you're just like, that, that doesn't work, you know what I mean? Like, you can't go from loving someone or, like, liking someone or liking somebody else that fast. Like, so I literally told the dude, I'm like, and I'm trying to, again, it's not like I'm trying to be mean or anything. It's just like, I want the best for him, you know? It's like he keeps hurting themselves over those relationships. So, like, I wonder if they even really matter to him. You know what I mean? So, like, I talked to him about it, and, like, he took, like, a year or so break from relationships, and now he's in a relationship. I think he's been going on for, like, 
six, seven months or so, which is I consider pretty successful for our age group. You know what I yeah. mean? Considering most are like little two week flings, and it's like, yikes. But um, yeah, dude, he took a break. Uh, he found somebody who actually cares about him, who he actually cares about, too. And it's like just like seeing like the impact and the change because now since he made it through that stage right and he had temperature relationship and i showed him kindness right like help him like be aware that it was wrong you know what i mean what he was doing like he didn't actually want the relationship he was just addicted to it and it's because of that now he can go through temperance with other things and his girlfriend can be show kindness to him you know what i mean like now he has somebody who will stick by him and make sure hey, like you know yeah, because he knows, like, after practicing, you know, temperance from that relationship, he knows that even when he's not with them, then he knows that they'll still be missing him. But it's not really like a drug anymore. It's more like just a really good friendship where you know you can be apart from them and you know that you can trust them in what they do. And that's such a big factor because, like, I can't even count the amount of relationships that have been ended because people can have temperance, you know what I mean? Like, I've known people who are like, maybe like an hour will pass or something, and they like, the girl will like show me the phone or whatever, like maybe it was one of my friends or something, probably a while back ago, but like, they'll be like, where are you? Who are you with? Like, are you with guys, et cetera, et cetera? It's like, dude, like, you need to chill out, you know? Like, just because she's not replying doesn't mean like you need her. Like, she's not like, like, you're just addicted, you know what I mean? Like, you crave that response. You crave the adrenaline when you see her typing and all that. It's like, you just got to chill out because that's not something that's going to make a relationship last, you know? Like, it's just so much more than that. All right, coming to a close here. Uh, I hope you guys can understand why we think uh, temperance and kindness are going to be the most important virtues for finding the good life. Um, kindness is pretty easy to you know perform in the real world what would you say for temperance 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 you know it's it's really easy one f major factor or kind of advice i would give you is um find someone that you can depend on that can help you through your tough times when you're having withdrawals yeah. and things you know 100 percent. but uh, yeah um if you guys have any questions on performing these virtues or anything uh, always feel free to Hit us up, you know, we're walking around the campus and all that, so not too hard to find us. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap up our time. All you guys, have a great one. Say goodbye to Finding Virtue. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.